If you are like me and know that free enterprise is the greatest opportunity in the world, but you also see there are huge issues starting to arise, like why is mentorship decreasing in popularity? Why do entrepreneurs like us who love to succeed see people fail at the top and never leave true significance? And how do people like us make a lasting impact on the world? And is it possible for enough entrepreneurial leaders together to make a real difference? These are the blaring questions, and this podcast is the answer. Journey with me, your host, Christian. Together, we will challenge the status quo and conquer our legacies. Thank you so much for joining with Journey with Christian D. Evans podcast. I am your host, Christian D. Evans. And ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, someone very, very uh, incredible that we're going to be sharing with you today. Uh, just was back and forth, just trying to get her on. Uh, she's been able to produce incredible, incredible results in what she's been able to uh, to do. And I just want to share with you real quick, uh, our our, uh, our guest here, the founder of NFA, No Fucking Around Money, is a business consultant who helps coaches and online entrepreneurs learn how to get aligned to make more money in their business using her proprietary NFA money maker methods. After going from food stamps, ladies and gentlemen, this woman from food stamps to building a six-figure business fast, she's been on a quest to teach business builders how to make easier money faster by scaling from their zone of genius. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Amanda Barry. Barry oh, I apologize. I'm messing up your last name. <laughs> Say it for me, if you will, Dr. Amanda. No problem. Barry Entees. Barry Entis, wonderful. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And obviously with the NFA system that you've got to establish, but if you don't mind, obviously you've come from an incredible story. Just tell us a little bit about where you've come and where you're going. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. It's, it's, it's always fun to listen to someone read your bio because you're like, oh, that sounds good. I like it. <laughs> um, you know, I started um, out in the entrepreneurship journey, broken down, totally freaked out about money and relationships. I actually thought I was going to be a relationship coach when all of this started. And it was because I was laying on the floor crying one day and I was realizing that everything that was happening in my environment was me and that I was the center of my reality. And I didn't think of it in those words at the time, but I thought like, huh, I see a pattern here and I'm the common denominator. I got to do something different. And so what had happened is that I, you know, I'd left my 15 year marriage, having an affair. My next relationship wasn't working out. He was moving out. So I was sitting on the basement floor of our, you know, this basement that we had and it was empty. And I was like, oh my God, this, how is this happening? What am I going to do? I had three kids. I was in grad school and I felt pretty bad, you know, and scared. I had been, I had spent the day looking in the newspaper for places to move like Craigslist at the time. And, um, I couldn't afford anything. And I had this free counselor who said, you got to go on food stamps. Like I couldn't feed my kids. So, you know, I'm like, I got to do something different here. And so I went on food stamps, lots of shame and embarrassment around it. And, um, luckily pretty quickly, I got a call from subsidized housing and they were like, you can move here. And, and there was just a lot of fear and a lot of doubt. And at the same time, at that moment, when I realized that I said, okay, I got to do something different. I'm really willing to do whatever it takes because I'm tired of this reality. So I had that breakdown moment of like, I'm not willing to live like this anymore. This sucks. And I started listening to podcasts. And what was cool is that over time, because the podcasts I could listen on the go, I would listen to them when I was, you know, washing my dishes and driving my kids to school and walking between classes. And I started to 
recognized the pattern of coaches. And I was like, huh, what is this coaching thing? And so I decided when I finished my dissertation and graduated that I would take the leap and build my business. And in my first year business, I went six figures. And, you know, there's been a lot of twists and turns since then in my focus and what I, what I do with people and learning what I'm good at and who I can help and serve the best. And, um, yeah, so today I help entrepreneurs heal their relationship to money so that they can have successful businesses. That's incredible. What an incredible story. And now I'd like to tie, uh, you know, come back to like, obviously from the food stamps, why yeah. did you feel em- embarrassed and why did you feel kind of that, that shame, if you will, to going on government subsidies? Uh, Cause that's what it's there for, but I, I just love to get your response. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, to me, I, I was raised in a really wealthy community and then the school that I was at there, I was surrounded by a lot of wealth. So in Boulder, Colorado. And so it's one of the most expensive places to live in the U S and so I was raised, I was around a lot of people who had a lot of money. So it'd be like, you know, here I am on, on spring break, feeding my kids beans and rice, you know, trying just scraping by and all my, you know, all the people in my life are like going to Europe and hanging out at these fancy places. And I live in subsidized housing and I'm on food stamps, you know? And so I felt like this big sense of inadequacy and disempowerment. And I would walk through the grocery store with my cart and I would like walk by each checker and go like, is that person going to judge me negatively? Are they going to think I'm a bad mom because I'm on food stamps? Like, are they judging me thinking like, why can't you make it financially? I just had a lot of, of guilt and shame around not being empowered with my money. And that makes perfect sense because it wasn't the idea that, you know, you need help. It's the idea that, oh gosh, you know, you know, you got, you're capable of it and being able to produce results and you're just, you're just in a tight bind and that makes sense. And so tell yeah. me a little bit, because I also, I've got a lot of friends, I shouldn't say a lot of friends, but some individuals that had to have food stamps, but then mm-hmm. there's this, like, there's this jump from, from food stamps to no government subsidies to, Hey, you gotta, you gotta create results, but then obviously expenses and life and whatever, and you don't realize how much the government is helping you. So I like to ask, how did you make that jump from food stamps, from that government subsidies to all of us? And Hey, now, now I, uh, you know, I know Colorado's expensive, $1,200 a month for rent. You know, if you don't have government subsidies, like, Oh my gosh, now it's got to come out of pocket. So I'd love to hear how are you able to make that jump in your yeah. business, but also be able to, you know, financially. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing, $1,200 is subsidized housing, housing in Boulder. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about $3,000 a month for like a normal, just how, you know, apartment in Boulder. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that feeling of like, oh my God, I can't have what I want. And you're right. That the, the, it, it's interesting to watch people who let's say go on unemployment during COVID and they've had a financial history of power. And then they go, oh crap, I lost my job because of this. And they go to get government assistance and they don't feel bad about it at all because they're not coming from a place of poverty consciousness and feeling bad about themselves. You know, they go like, oh, COVID happened. This is something I need to do for the interim. And it's a transitional space and it's not a big deal, but it's all in your mindset. Right. So my belief system about myself was very disempowered. You know, I had, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I knew how to change my reality at the time. So it was like, Oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm out of control. I don't know how to fix it. I don't understand how to get rich. 
or, or have, you know, more cash flow. I'm, I'm in grad school trying to work my way out of this hell that I feel like I had created <laughs> and, you know, it was scary. And so today, such a different mindset. I'd go like, oh, there's a resource that I can access at this time if necessary. And, and that'll help me buffer while I figure out what's next. I didn't have that mindset at all. You know, it was more like I'm stuck. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. I'm afraid. And I don't know who to turn to. And I've got to hide this because, you know, I wouldn't tell anybody that I was embarrassed. And so there's that piece. So the transition was me completely transforming the way I think about myself, the way I think about money and the way I think about personal power. So when I first started my business, I started helping people with personal power, win-win relationships and money mastery, because those were the three places that I really had to shift myself in order to break through to the next level of me. And what I realized as I did that is that everybody's stuck no matter how much money they make. <laughs> I didn't, I thought money was like the cure-all for everything. It was like, oh, you make a lot of money. You have no problems. Life is amazing. And that's not true. You know, it's just an enhancer or an amplifier of, of what you are and who you are at the core of your being. And so I started hanging out with wealthier people and I realized like, oh, like, you, anyone can learn to make money. It's a skill that you can learn. Anyone can have a great relationship. It's a skill that you can learn. Anyone can feel confident. It's a skill that you can learn. And most people aren't empowered in all of those ways, no matter what amount of money they make, because it's the way that you think and feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. And now I, I love how you keep saying empower. Explain to that concept a little bit, because I hear a lot of people obviously kind of saying, oh, we got to, uh, you know, help those. But obviously you, the way to do that is by empowering them to do it themselves. Right. And so I yeah. love to hear your your kind of your mindset because you keep saying that and it's it's very unused in today's world and i love how you're saying it instead of giving a, a someone a, you know a dollar you're basically saying hey i'm going to empower you to find that dollar and so if yeah. you would i would love to hear your your mindset a little bit of, about that uh, amanda yeah yeah that's an it, that's a great question and um the way i think of it is personal power is your core of all success. So I always tell people your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. And if you don't like what you're getting on the outside, you got to start changing what's within that's personal power, right? So empowerment is this idea, exactly like you're saying it's ultimate confidence where you know, love and trust yourself. And you decide I've got resources to figure it out. So empowerment is when you have this sense of in sociology, we call it agency. So a sense of of where I am the main actor of my life, where I have the power to create what I want, to get what I want, to feel how I want to feel because I've got access to the resources. And if I'm not sure how to do something, I'll figure it out. You know, that's really the sense of empowerment where you go like, oh, every day feels good because I'm on my way to fulfilling my vision. I know what my vision is. I'm able to say what I want. I'm able to set boundaries. I'm able to like step into like, yeah, I want to be a multimillionaire businesswoman. Awesome. And feel really good about it. So when you have that sense of empowerment, you let go of any of your limiting beliefs and you work with them differently than when you're stuck in this victim mindedness. You know, so I know you're talking to entrepreneurs are on their way and very successful already. And they're breaking through to the next level at every new level of ourselves we meet new levels of unconsciousness. And so our unconscious belief system will drive us and control our entire lives if we don't understand that, oh, I've got a limiting belief here and I can't break through to the next level. It's like an invisible glass ceiling that we can't break through and we'll get, we'll bump up against it. We might break through a little bit and then we sabotage and go back down to where we're comfortable. I, I think of it as a money set point. So you have a money set point, you start to break through, you sabotage. And, and, and until you get conscious of like, oh, that's what's stopping me. You have a struggle in breaking through. And so for me, my set point was just a lot lower than some other people's. 
So talk about a little bit about that because I find that so so correct even in in everybody's world, right? You know, obviously when you're when you're talking Jeff Bezos, he can you know spend five hundred million you know five hundred million dollars on a yacht because he's got billions upon billions. Some yeah. people can't even spend five hundred dollars on a coach because it's like oh gosh, you know, it's that fear, right? And the yeah. thing is, is uh, you know, it's just it's all mindset. It's just a different you know same number but different you know uh, you know. So exactly. let me ask you, kind of the same situation. So how do you, as an individual? help those unleash those unconscious things that people are not even aware because that's really what it comes down to. You're not even aware that you're doing it to yourself. So I'd love to hear your response on kind of how you're able to impact or, or kind of, you know, clean out the trash in those uh, individuals unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first step is awareness. You know, so it's you, it's it. Well, actually the first step is decision. You've got to decide, Oh, I want a different reality and I'm the creator of my reality. So I've got to decide I want a different reality. That's the origination of everything for everybody. It's really decision and desire are very tied because you, what happens is you start to have a desire to create something different and then you make a decision and you start to change your outer world because you've decided you've cut off the way you were before you've decided I'm, I'm willing to do something different because I see that there's an issue you might not know everything that you're going to do differently yet, and you don't need to, that power of decision starts first. And then you take micro steps along the way. And one of those micro steps is going, I'm going to get aware. What do I actually believe about money? And for people who are already highly successful, it's usually the biggest money block operating for them is that money causes stress, or it could be that money is scarce, or it could be that money is bad. So I have three main money blocks. And the reason those show up differently for different people at different levels, but have everybody at all levels is because we, we define ourselves through our history of beliefs. And we create, you know, Bob Proctor calls it paradigms. So we have like money blocks, I think of as like paradigm ideas and, and that we, we believe to be true. So exactly like you're saying, someone could go, oh my God, I don't have five extra dollars to buy a candy bar. That's too much money for me right now. Where, you know, like in, when I was on food stamps, it was like, I wasn't going to Starbucks to buy coffee because I'm like, I got to, I, I made my own tea at home everywhere I went because that extra $5 was a lot of money at the time. You know, then it moves up to like, oh, my limit of, you know, fun, just spontaneous spending is $500 for someone else. It's like $5 million. You know, those are just different mindsets and different belief systems. And so what you want to do is start being aware and going, what do I actually believe about money? We never stop to ask ourselves that. Like when I ask most people that, like, what do you believe about money? They're like, God, I've never even stopped to be aware of that. Like, do I believe money is good? Do I believe money is fun? Do I believe money is hard to make? Do I believe wealthy people are awesome and empowered? Or do I think that they're greedy jerks? Like, what do you actually believe about money? So I always start with asking the simplest questions first and having people break down their money story to go like, oh, wow, that's, that's going on inside of me. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because one of the things I always talk about with some of my entrepreneurs that I work with is, you know, the concept that like, you know, you could go out there and make a ton of cash flow, but you got to know you have a plan, you have to have the strategy a little bit. And what I always find very interesting is, let me ask you this, doctor, um, if you what is your strategy with those individuals? Because I know Dave Ramsey says, you know, decrease your expenses and of course, you know, increase your cash flow. Uh, or is it that, you know, obviously the different way would say, hey, what kind of lifestyle do you want? Live that lifestyle and then figure out what kind of cash flow you need to be able to withstand that, you know, cash, uh, that lifestyle. So what, what is your strategy in, in regards to that? 
Yeah. I tell people number one, first daily mindset training. So you have to train your brain in a new direction. So like, for example, Dave Ramsey says like, get rid of all your debt first. What does it take to do that? There's five, 50 steps that it takes to do that, let's say, but that's his main number one. Like you've got to get rid of your debt first. My number one main thing is you've got to start training your brain in a new direction for success. And, and when I say success, feeling good about what you're doing and making money doing that. Right. So there's people who are really good at making a lot of money and they don't feel good about it. Right. So it's like I know people who make tons of money. They still sometimes live paycheck to paycheck or, you know, like month to month. Let's say if it's an entrepreneur and their relationships falling apart, their health is falling apart. They don't sleep well at night. They're on heartburn medication. They feel like shit. And that's not success. You know, so, so we always start with training your brain in the direction of success and feeling good. So what does that mean? Daily mindset training is what I tell people, like your number one ultimate thing that you must be doing every day is training your brain for success. This is just like going to work out at the gym. Like we can't go, oh, I want to have a healthy, fit, awesome body and age gracefully and work out once a month not going to happen. Right. So people neglect themselves most frequently is what I've seen with, with high power entrepreneurs or any type of entrepreneur, they're addicted to stress. And so the first thing that I train them to start doing is like, okay, let's start feeling good because the only way for you to have what you want is to feel good because your quality of life is everything. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So now let me ask you, like with that, when you're saying mindset, in what regard are you talking about different books, different uh, information, different things, or like just certain self analyzing habits that you are doing? I'm just curious what to explain a little bit more on that. It could be any of those things. uh, For the person who's listening or watching right now, I'd say go with the area where you feel the weakest, start there, and it will unfold and lead you in a direction. The important thing is just create the habit of doing it every day, nurturing yourself every day, learning something every day, changing your brain every day. Our brain is created for patterns and habits, autopilot habits, and your belief system is what creates your autopilot habits. So if you don't like what you're getting, you have to create new autopilot habits, which means daily repetition of new ways of thinking. And so for money, I have people focus on money mindset first. Like I go, you know, most people will come and say, I feel like crap about my money. I don't know what's going on with my money. Either they're, they're scared about not making enough, or they're making a lot. They want to break to the next level, or they're making a lot and they're stressed to hell and they feel burnt out and want to give up or or just want to quit. And so in those, you go like, how many books have you read about money mindset? How how many books have you read about living in your zone of genius? How many books have you read about feeling good every day? And they say zero. Well, of course you feel like crap. You haven't, you haven't learned what it takes to be a balanced person in the area of money mindset. So I would start them there. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I really appreciate you kind of helping, you know, my audience kind of understand that a little bit because, you know, at the end of the day, it's not just a matter of taking, uh, you know, uh, an action. It's about taking one step and just, you know, going from there and it kind of compounds a little bit. So I appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing that, uh, make it very simple and easy. Now, also, let me ask you this, because obviously going from food stamps to where you're at now, did you have a mentor? Did you have a coach that was able to come alongside you and, you know, bring value to and say, Hey, Dr. Amanda, I see potential in you. I see value and you can accomplish this. Or was this yourself that just kind of pulling yourself up from the bootstraps and said, you know what, I I know I'm capable of something better than where I'm at right now. I'd love to hear what, what that looks like. Yeah. In the very beginning, I didn't have money to hire a coach. So I did a lot of, like I said, podcasts, YouTube, like every day, all day, as much as I possibly could in any spare moment, I was listening to things that would help me retrain my brain in a new direction. So I got really clear that I was like, 
I'm not thinking right about my reality. I've got to shift the way that I think. And so the number one way to do that is through repetition. So I just started downloading, saturating my brain with new ways of thinking. And so I started there. And then that led to one of the podcasts I was listening to was actually, it turned out it, it which was so cool. I was like, oh, how, how serendipitous and not at all, because you know, that's the way the universe works. I was like, he ended up being in the same town that, and he was going to run a workshop. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So I emailed him and I was like, I want to be there. I'll do anything. I don't have the $5,500 at the time. To me, that was more than a quarter of my annual income. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't have a $5,500 for this. And I didn't have credit cards. And I'm like, you know, so he said, I don't give away anything for free, which was very important. And, you know, he said, you've got to come up with some money and, and, propose something else to me. So I ended up doing work study and I, I sold things. I mean, I hustled and I figured out a way to come up with a thousand, I think it was a thousand dollars and the rest I did work study. And so I went to that workshop and at that workshop, I realized like, Oh, what money making is a valuable skill that can be learned. It wasn't on my value system. And then that led me to going to, you know, it just led me to different teachers. And the thing that was really powerful is that I got really resourceful. I went to this event and they said, you know, it was only $35. So I could come up with the money. And when I was there, they promoted to the weekend event and then it was two thousand dollars and I was like and then you know I asked like scholarships anything they're like nope if you want to be there you will figure it out and I'm like oh my god I had two days to come up with two thousand dollars and I'm on food stamps and I have no credit cards you know and I'm like oh my god what how am I going to figure this out I got really resourceful and I remembered that I had access to student loan money for a computer that I had never bought and it stacks up over the years because and I'd been in grad school for several years so I called my financial aid office and it was like you know, is this money still accessible? Guess how much it was? $2,000, you know? So it was just like this coolest awesome. thing when, when you decide mountains move for you. So I decided I'm tired of this reality. I want to build my wealth. I want to, I want to heal myself. I want to change who I am. I really want to, I wanted, I was dedicated. And so the mountains were moved because I made that decision. And so, so, you know, long answer to your question. I just went on the journey. I love Rumi's quote. He says, as you take a step on the way, the way appears. And I just kept doing that. I was like, I've got to be at this workshop. I'm hundred percent certain of it. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to be at this event. I'm hundred percent certain. And then that led to, you know, making more money, accelerating my growth, my, my income. I, I implemented what I was learning. And then I went from like, oh, now I'm not on food stamps anymore. Now I'm saving every month. Now I'm investing every month. Now I have passive streams of it. And like, it just, it just changed radically rapidly because I was so dedicated. And then of course that, you know, yes, I've had many coaches and consultants since then. That is remarkable to hear that story. And like you said, just being resourceful. Uh, that's one of the things that I always find so interesting. There's excuse makers in life and there are people that find solutions and you got to figure out, okay, well, you can be one or two. You can say, oh, I don't have 2000. I'm, I'm this, I'm food stamps. You know, that, 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 uh, that, uh, you know, um, that, that weekend thing probably wasn't even worth it. It probably sucks. They're, you know, they're asking too yeah. much. It's a scam, whatever. Or you could say, Hey, you know what I'm going to, because I am a champion. I'm worth it. I'm capable. I'm, you know, and you got to figure that out. And I love how you, you know, you just figured it out and you just were sat there. So, um, and I'd love to talk a little bit more about that and even, even taking that example and bring it into today's world where you're at right now and obviously scaling to a beautiful business right now, you know, how do you every day find a solution? And, and sometimes you have to pull back from your, you know, all the, all the mayhem and be able to say, okay, well, what's my next solution? What's my next, my next level? Uh, and obviously having that goal and say, Hey, 
I want to make a hundred million dollars. I have a hundred million dollar business. Okay, well, what do I need to become, or who do I need to become in order to do that and and scale your life and scale your your trajectory? I'd love to hear that as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing. Uh, first, I want to say my business name, NFA, no fucking around money. It, that attitude has really been there since the beginning. So it's that decision making and going for it all the way instead of making excuses. You go into solution orientation. So I'd say the main fundamental thing with NFA is be radically responsible for your outcome. No one's going to come save you. You've got to decide for yourself, what kind of life do I want to create? Who am I going to become to create it? You know, like that's the number one thing. And so, you know, you take those steps every day and then as you up level, so, you know, answering your next question, it's like you, as you up level, you're always going to run into the same patterns that you've had until you break through them. You're going to keep attracting similar situations at every level until you break through and actually understand and go like, Oh my God, this unconscious belief system has been running my life. And you might not have those words for it, but you have epiphanies. You know, we look at people who grow and all of a sudden they'll be like, holy moly, that's what was holding me back this whole time. And it's like that one thought can lead to millions of dollars because they realize that they've been keeping themselves stuck the whole entire time. And so it doesn't change for people. It just, it just, shifts and morphs. Like I can tell you, it's way more fun to not be in survival mode. (laughs) You know, like when you're freaked out about how you're going to eat and you're constantly worried about money, like to the degree where a hundred times a day, you're like, Oh my God, what if you know, like the kid loses their coat? Like my, you know, it's like my kids come home from school and they lost their coat. They knew they couldn't lose their coat because I don't have money to buy a new one, you know, (laughs) like don't lose your coat. And it creates this whole like stress around money. And so there's that level, but then I see people it's been really fascinating to shift from that survival mode into like, Oh, I make more money and to be around, you know, a lot of wealthy people and then, and be one of those people and then own that identity. And then go like, Oh, like it's the same fearful thoughts, just in a different way. You know, you go like, you know, Oh, what happens if this investment goes wrong and the stress around it and the scarcity, the fear that it's going to go away. And, and so at every level of yourself, you keep doing these tools. That's why we talk about personal growth and development as a daily journey right? There are habits that people can implement as a daily practice to better, to create better and better and better lives, right? So, uh, so I think of growth as an upward spiral trajectory, instead of a straight line, like you're not going from point A to point Z in a straight line, it's an upward spiral of growth. And at every, at every evolution of that, you're going to expand and you're going to grow. And on the downward, it's like, Ooh, I'm riding the fun ride down. I've, I've done all this stuff. I'm up at the top. I'm down at the bottom. You're like, Oh my God, it's a challenge. It's scary. There's fear. There's new stuff that I, that I encounter. And then I get to start the up of doing that that growth edge and then I'm at the top again and people think that growth should feel good right there's this idea that like oh if if things are aligned and everything's awesome I feel amazing all the time growth is painful you know like and it's your perception of it but it's painful like to die and be reborn as a different person it's painful like think about birth it's painful it's painful to learn how to walk we fell down a whole bunch and then we got up it's the same thing over and over again just at new levels of yourself I don't know if that answered your question, but. No, 100%. I'm really glad you actually brought that up because one of the things I see in a lot of different podcasts and stuff, you have to be passionate about what you do. You have to be happy about all the things. And and the thing is, is, you know, honestly, some days you just don't feel like it. Some days it's going to hit you in the face and it just sucks. But guess what? You do it regardless, regardless of how your feelings are, regardless if you feel like it or not, because guess what? You're responsible. Now, I'd love to also come back to what you said as well into not just the beginners, but also in the mediocre where, okay, hey, we got some cash flow coming in. 
million. I'm making twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month from businesses, but where do I put the money so it just doesn't go through my you know hands? As well as how am I accountable? How do I keep things on a you know a measurement where I'm measuring things, making sure okay where where's the money going? And three, how do you take still have and allocate some risk so you're constantly you're you're constantly growing and improving, but also you're not losing your whole whole shirt. Because when obviously when uh, when you're when you have a small business and nobody's relying on you, you don't have people to pay and all that stuff. You can take stupid risks, right? And you can put all this stuff in and figure this stuff out. But when you are in a situation where you have five, ten, twenty, forty, fifty people relying on you, and you have to have enough income, and you have to have certain things, you don't want to be too risky, but you also want to be risk for growth. So I love to get your response and kind of those yeah. those those categories a little bit. Yeah, those are all amazing questions. The first thing I want to say is like whenever like half the word have to, like whenever we use have to, I always think disinspired and out of alignment, right? So it's like we go, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do that. Are we in alignment with what we really want to create? And and the perfect example is like not building a business with 50 employees is not for everybody. Like some people wouldn't choose to do that for me. I go, there are way easier ways to make money. I do have no desire to have 50 employees ever. Like that sounds horrible to me. (laughs) I don't want to manage 50 people. And so I create my business structure as simple as I possibly can. And one of my main mantras is always work less, make more, have fun. And it's also there are easier ways to make money. And so I'm always looking for the simplest, highest ROI path. And I teach people that too, because we can create a prison out of our business. We can create a business where we like have to get up in the morning and make sure everyone's fed. And it's, it can get so stressful that you go like, oh my God, I created a prison out of my business. Why did I do this? Like, is any amount of money worth that? And so the benefit of getting to live on all the different sides of what, what I've experienced in my life is like, I can make, I like to make easy money, (laughs) you know, like I don't have the stuckness anymore where I go, like, I got to work my ass off 20 hours a day, 18 hours a day to make money. And I really have that belief. And most people do like, we are especially high drive entrepreneurs. They're like, they're always pushing to the next level of what's next. And they think when they get there, they'll be happy and they'll slow down and they'll relax. And then they never get there because before they've even gotten there, they're already projecting to the next mountain that they're going to climb. So they get there. Sometimes they don't even take a break. Sometimes they don't even stop to celebrate themselves. Sometimes they don't even like reassess and reevaluate what worked, what didn't. And they just go to the next thing because they're capable of it. Like we're capable, high drive people. Do you want that? Like you got a question, do I want what I'm creating and how can I create it to be fitting for me? So, so saying that first, like some people, solopreneurship with some consultant, with some kind of contractors, you can make millions of dollars. Some people want to build a business with 50 employees that makes millions of dollars, which structure is joyful to you. So you don't feel like it's a have to, those would be the first mindset, money mindset questions I would be asking a business owner. Like, what do you really want to create? Why are you creating it? How can we create it to be? what's totally in alignment with your zone of genius, because otherwise you're just creating a prison for yourself where you like, what, you know, we do it all the time. (laughs) So I'll say that Um, in my money structure, I'm always looking for, you know, in that risk category, I'm always looking for Like I have a money magnet account. I teach everyone to do how you want a money magnet account, not an emergency account, because then you will create an emergency to take the money. So you want a money magnet account that has a certain amount of money in your business account. That's magnetizing more money its way. And it's just the cushion that, and it's for you, whatever that set point is, it could be 10,000, it could be 20, it could be 40. I say, usually it needs to be three to six months of operating money so that you just know it's always there. You never have to worry. Then you move up in the next, in layers of risk. 
you know, so you have that cushion, you have the money magnet account, and then you can move up in my personal life. You know, I have money magnet account, and then I have index accounts, and then I have stocks and, and you know, you have large cap, go to low cap, then you have crypto, then you have all different kinds of passive streams of income. And, and it's the escalation of risk to where, you know, you got to look at your age and, you know, like how much can I risk at what age, how much retirement do I already have built up? How many passive streams of income do I want? And, you know, at the higher risk level, am I willing to lose all of this money and maybe have the upside potential for a lot of gain? So, you know, it's different questions like that is what I would ask. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So it's, it's, it's a lot of strategy to it. It's not, it's yeah. really dependent upon each person, where they're at, where, what's going on and stuff like that. And that's obviously where your expertise comes in handy, uh, which is awesome. So tell me a little bit about obviously the NFA system, the process, the method, uh, and obviously where you guys are going with that and you know how many people you've been able to impact uh, because you guys are doing uh, immeasurable things right now, which is just beautiful. And in today's world, definitely, because everybody's been thwarted with this uh, uh, you know COVID shenanigans. But anyways, love to hear what, what that NFA is, where, where it came from, and obviously see kind of how you're able to really scale to where, where it's at now. Yeah. Yeah. So NFA brand comes from, it's actually funny because it's completely unrelated to business. I, uh, when I was young, I had, there was a volleyball league at the rec center and I was in a whole bunch of sports and I was like, I still want to play volleyball, but it was an adult league. And so I said, dad, you be the one adult. You just had to have one adult. I invited all my friends and I was like, we'll win because you know, it's kids playing against adults. <laughs> We won, of course, and we named ourselves Team NFA. You know, it was like Team NFA, no fucking around. And then every sports team that I had after that, I always named us Team NFA. And then one day when I was coaching a client, he's like, geez, you're like my tough love dad, but you're also really sensitive and caring and it really works for me. And I said, well, I'm not fucking around about your transformation. I really care. And then, you know, it, it like stuck. And then I said that at a networking event, I was at the, you know, the chamber of commerce and I shared this story and someone's like, that's good. So I put it on my Instagram bio and a woman reached out who's like, has a huge podcast. She's like, I want you on my pod. I had like NFA, I had said some, it wasn't NFA. My company name wasn't NFA money at the time. It was like it was just ABI coaching, which is Amanda Barrientes Institute. So I've changed, you know, I've branded things over time. And she saw the NFA, you know, I said, be no fucking around about your transformation. And then I said, I went from food stamps to six figures. She saw the bio and she's like, I want you on my podcast. And then on the podcast, she's like, that's a great brand. You know, she helps people with branding. And then I was like, screw it. I, I stayed up the entire night that first night. I was like, am I really going to use the F word in my company name? Like, am I that crazy? <laughs> and I was like, Fuck it. I'm doing it, you know? And, and so I changed my company name to NFA. Yeah. And that's where you're at right now. That is yeah, awesome. And then yeah. tell us, tell us kind of the, the massive impact that you guys are doing in the immeasurable kind of like what you've been able to do with, with clients. Yeah. So I, I had a program for a long time called business accelerator. I had NFA transformation and it was anything, you know, as I've gotten more defined, I really started to gear toward clarity around helping people heal their relationship to money. I've never met a person who doesn't have money blocks. Entrepreneurs have very specific ones. And so my signature program, so right now I'm actually in a in a revamp of, I wouldn't say a revamp, a refinement of everything I've been doing to this point. So I've worked with thousands of entrepreneurs. I've had, I would say 95% of them write, have written money stories with me. So part of their process of working with me is to write a money story. And through that, I've created the money blocks profile because I saw so many patterns and I've realized like, what are the common patterns and what are the common problems that entrepreneurs have with money and, and where does it stop them in sales, in feeling good, in, in being stressed, in, you know, imposter syndrome, in doubt, you know, like I would do polls with all the entrepreneurs I got to work with and, and they would say that they spend up to 75% of their day worried about money and stressed about money. And I'm like, 
this is crazy, you know, like we need to change this. And so now my program that's actually launching, I don't know when this will be released, but it, you know, by the time people listen to this, it'll be released. It's, it's my signature program will be charged what you're worth. So a system to help entrepreneurs charge what they're worth so that they can have more a healthy relationship with money where they feel empowered and good in their business. And they're making, you know, living by my mantra, which is work less and make more and, and feel good about it. And so that's the new program coming up. And I expect that that will impact. I mean, that'll be my signature program that I've, everybody go through. And um, my ultimate mission is to impact a minimum of 5 million people. So I have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast. I have done one-on-one group coaching, speaking, writing books, all that kind of stuff. That's incredible. That is just remarkable to see kind of where you're going and and definitely going from food stamps to all of a sudden right over here, you know, impacting on uh, on the trajectory of impacting 5 million and and plus people definitely in today's world. That's just remarkable to hear that. Uh, and, and now let me ask you, when you talk to someone, uh, like let's say, for example, someone's listening to our podcast right now and they say, oh, I don't I don't feel like I have a, uh, you know, I mean, I love money. I, you know, I don't have any, you know, uh, you know, things that are caging me in and my mindset about about money or anything like that. To that kind of individual, because I feel like there are people out there that, like, I don't, I don't, you know, what would you say to that kind of person? I would say, well, maybe you don't need my services. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need to work with everybody. Part of knowing how to work with the right people is knowing whether they're going to be a, a good match for you. So I'd say that. And I would say, you're probably full of bullshit. Let me ask you a few questions. <laughs> You know, and I could watch them in their business for five minutes and know like people will lie to themselves. I mean, we are, we are powerful at denial. You know, we can tell ourselves all kinds of stories about how we feel. And so, you know, it's like when you have a brief conversation, if someone's attracted to me enough to have a conversation, like attracted to my business enough to have a conversation with me about their money, clearly they've got something going on because why are they talking to me in the first place? You know? And so I would always question, do you feel good about the money you make? You know, uh, are you stressed or what's your level of burnout? What, you know, how do you feel about new, um, new projects or launches? You know, are you accelerating? Are you stagnant in your flow? Like there's all kinds of things where it's like, people don't think they have money blocks. And I've never met a person who doesn't, including myself, who does this work full time. And, and here's an example. Maybe you're, you know, let's say you're at multi six figures in your business and you have a baby and all of a sudden everything in your life changed. That's changes. That's going to bring up a whole bunch of different types of money blocks. Uh, let's say you change your client base and all of a sudden, or, or, or let's say somebody in your company steals money from you, money block. Like there, there are so many ways that money blocks show up. So when people say like, I love money and I say, awesome. Are you like feeling like you're waking up as a 10 every single day for the whole year? Then you don't need me. Awesome. You've done the work. You're on your way and you feel great. You're growing your wealth. You feel good about it. You're in your zone of genius. You feel great. Your relationships are thriving. Your physical health is thriving. You feel spiritually connected. You don't need me. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I remember, you know, numerous, numerous years back when we were making, you know, $20,000 a month, um, I was like, wow, this is really awesome. And I paid a really beautiful tax bill at the end of the year. But I was like, where'd that money go, right? It just goes through your hands unless you're building assets, unless you're putting something. And uh, one of the things is, is, um, you know, on a week to week basis now, I look at uh, a measure 
these certain, certain specific metrics that I follow in my business uh, that has really helped me dial in, okay, where is this money going? How am I treating it? And making sure that I am, uh, you know, accessing it because it's, when you get into millions upon millions of dollars, it's that small one to two, 3% charge that PayPal charges, or is that one to two, 3% yeah. that makes the world a difference. And so you start realizing, okay, how do I eliminate that? Or how, how do I bring that down? Uh, as well as making sure your close ratio and stuff like that. And so yeah. I know that, I mean, we're talking a little bit about business, but I mean, all, at the end of the day, you have to identify where the heck this money is going because um, I've, I've known people, you know, that there's one guy that I, I work with. He's a, he's a partner of mine and he's, he's 21 years old and he's spending money like crazy. He's got a Lambo, he's got a house, but he yeah. makes good money. But I'm saying, Hey man, you don't want to be one of those NFL players that make millions of yeah. dollars. And then all of a sudden you're negative. Right. And we all hear those stories yeah. and, but it all comes down to what you're saying is about mindset, right? Having that right mindset, building assets. And so um, I guess my question is, is when you have someone, that in today's world, there's a lot of cash being developed. There's still a lot of businesses that are exploding, service-based businesses, e-commerce businesses. It's There's still a lot of money to be made out there. Yeah. Uh, but those that are making $30,000, $50,000 a month, or even though they're making you know a lower six-figure, $10,000, $12,000 a month, um, how do you help them identify, okay, hey, because like you said, take their, take their zone of genius and exponentially grow it. So yeah. talk a little bit more about that because I'd love to hear about how you're able to, it's, it's all about discipline. So I'd love to hear your perspective yeah. on that. Yeah, what I, in that situation, so my charge what you're worth bootcamp is much more for people who are like pre six figure and they have a lot of doubts and insecure. I'd say uh, imposter syndrome, fears and doubts. When I work one-on-one -on -one with people, it's generally people have broken through beyond six figures and then they go like, they want to go seven, eight figures. They are, they have those stuck points. So it's, a lot of it's individualized. The process I walk them all through is the same. The, 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 the patterns are the same, but it's the process of understanding what are my competing commitments. So I came up with a term called competing commitments. And it, what it means is that your conscious and unconscious are battling against each other. So 95% of us is run by our unconscious and 5% is run by our conscious. And so we can say, you know, I want to get to the next level. Say you're at 20,000 and I want to get to 40,000. And you're like, I, I, you know, I want to get there, but you're not taking the, the proper actions that you consciously know you should be taking. And you can't understand why you're procrastinating and hesitating and you can't understand why you don't feel good. And so I help people refine their zone of genius. I help them get really clear, like what are my competing commitments? What are my limiting beliefs that you can't see yourself? And, and the, the issue with really smart people who have been highly successful in business is they think they know it all. And they go like, I shouldn't. And then they have our time reaching out because like, I shouldn't be stuck. I feel dumb if I'm stuck. I feel like somehow inadequate. So I'm going to kind of hide this because like I should be able to figure it out. And the problem is when you are when you have an unconscious block, that's the nature of it is that it, you hide it from yourself. And it's so ingrained in your system that you can't see it until someone is able to pull it out for you and help you with that and go like, Oh my God. I mean, I've had people who've had, I had a person I worked with who was amazing. She, every time she had $13 million business and every, she said, when I get to 20, I'll sell it. She'd get to 19 sabotage, get to like, this is before I worked with her, right? Gets like, she would just, it was just wild. Like when she told me the stories and then, you know, we dug into her money story and she literally got nauseous and not that I want people to think they're going to get nauseous working with me, but she got nauseous from one thought that I helped her realize. And she's like, oh my God, that's been the problem this whole time. One thought, and it was five minutes. We talked, <laughs> you know, it's just like mind blowing shift. 
where you can completely change what you're doing because you didn't realize like, oh my God, when I was little, I embedded this belief system and I've been playing it out over and over and over and over again my whole life. So it's, un it's, it's unblocking those money-based competing commitments and having someone help you see what you can't see. Yeah, that is huge. That is huge. You know, a, a winner really truly wants to know what 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 they need to accomplish to be able to, you know, establish that next level. And it's just so interesting. I mean, here she's she's going up to 20 million, 19 million and then be able to sell, you know, sabotage yeah, and yeah. obviously reaching out to you and saying, "Hey, there's something wrong." And being humble enough to say, "Hey, I, I do know something's going on. Why the heck am I not able to get that 20 million?" I think that's just so intriguing. Yeah. Uh, and so those that are listening, you know, if you do feel like you're one of those entrepreneurs that are like self-sabotaging or one of those entrepreneurs that you know you're capable of a seven-figure, eight-figure business, but for some reason you're just not able to. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not. It's not a new Facebook ad. It's not a new YouTube ad. It's yeah. it's some things that are internal. And like you know, Dr. Amanda's here saying is that unconscious thing that you're fighting against is that unconscious, unconscious. So, um, which I really appreciate you you saying that because it's it's those hidden things that are blocking our blocking ourselves. Uh, so let me ask you. So when you're going in um, to to a new client, a client comes in and says, hey. Doctor, I I'm I messed up. I need help with this mindset stuff. Um, do you come in full throttle, hit him up, hit him up uh, against the head, or are you kind of come and so softball a little bit, or what's your what's your strategy with that? Oh, I just beat him up now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm 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 I challenge and support in the right moments. You know, it's like I think of love as as a combination of challenge and support. Being a good coach, challenge and support. Being anyone, you know, parenting, any of those things where it's like if I enable you to continue your bullshit story, I'm not helping you. So I've, sometimes I got to be hard on people. You know, sometimes I get very NFA and they're like, damn, I needed to hear that. And then sometimes it's like, I'm going to hold your hand and cry because sometimes it's freaking hard and embarrassing and scary and alone and all the things, you know? So it's like, I, I do, I'm very good at both. <laughs> and it's, I, I, and I'm willing to say the hard things that no one else is willing to say to you. You know, like, I, you know, I've been on consults before with people who, who it clearly in the first five minutes, I was like, I know they don't have the money to work with me. And like, I can't let this guy walk away without having at least one big breakthrough in this call. You know, so it's like in 20 minutes, I'm like, here's the hard thing that no one's willing to say to you. And I'll say it, you know, it's like, I can see what your pattern is. It's very obvious. And they're like, oh my God, no one's ever been willing to speak to me like that. You know, and it's like, yeah, I'm not afraid to say that to you because I care about your transformation. Like if you keep lying to yourself, you're going to keep running this story. You're going to keep running this pattern and your life is going to suck. And I don't want your life to suck. <laughs> So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Well, because I mean, definitely with entrepreneurs dealing with entrepreneurs, right? They, they can be rambunctious. They can be, you know, lying. Like you said, they can lie to themselves. They can be very charismatic or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to shoot straight at you. And sometimes you need that tough love. And obviously that's kind of where you come, which is really awesome. And yeah. um, and, and they, they want to grow as well. But sometimes you got to slap them upside the head, which is awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, so tell me as well, kind of like, uh, you know, obviously you want to make an impact in, in five, you know, five million people, right? That is not a, a small ball goal. That is, that's, that's a big thinker right there, which I love. Uh, and there's, there's millions upon people out there. So what is that strategy to be able to do that? And, uh, you know, how can we, how can we, as a, as a, as a, as an organization, a system, how can we assist you in, in really branching yeah. out and making an impact in those people's lives? Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, it's, I, I haven't, we haven't talked about this at all, but I talked to people about manifestation and in manifestation, you decide what you want, you take action in the direction, and then you let the universe take care of the house. Like you don't have to know the whole plan. And so in, in that, when I say I'm going to impact 5 million people, I'm committed to impacting 5 million people in my business. I'm like, I have ideas about how it could happen. And I trust and know that it will happen because I'm in action every 
single day. So I imagine it'll be like through a book or a YouTube video or, you know, right now I get on at least five, I get on at least, let's see this week, I'm on five podcasts, right? So I'm speaking a lot, I'm out there, I'm writing books, I'm sharing through my, through my podcast, I have a YouTube channel, um, working with people in group coaching, I can't, I, I probably won't, won't be able to work with five million people in group coaching. So, you know, I go, it'll be a, a, a different portion in all of those different ways. And so one thing that people can do is walk through my money blocks profile. So if they go to moneyblocksprofile.com, that, and, and then sharing that with other people, other entrepreneurs who they're like, Oh, you need this money work, share, share my, you know, my website, my, uh, my YouTube channel is at NFA money. So if they just go YouTube NFA money, share it, you know, support me in those ways. That would be amazing. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And of course, how can they find you on YouTube? How can they find you on uh, on on the other uh, platforms as well? Yeah. So everything they can find is on my website, NFA Money. So if they just go nfamoney.com, all my handles are NFA Money. So Instagram, I hang out on the most um, for social media. I, mean, I have a lot of followers on LinkedIn, but I'm not on there as much. It, it's, that's been an interesting thing lately It's shifting, you know, like something in their algorithms has changed big time. So I've been shifting my energy, you know, in other ways, but NFA money, uh, go there. I've got my money blocks profile. My podcast is called max potential money that gets a release every single week. So they can plug into that. I've got all kinds of awesome resources and tools. And then, like I said, November 1st of 2021, I'll be launching the charge what you're worth. If they want the next level of one-on-one, then they would need to email me. And I set up a time and I always do a consult and see like, Hey, are we a good match? Is this something I can help you with? And, And then we go from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. And guys, that uh, those links will actually be in the description below. So you can click on those. You can obviously reach out to her uh, specifically, obviously, and, and definitely for those that are struggling. I mean, every single one of you guys should honestly be reaching out to, you know, consume some of her content and as well as just, uh, you know, being impacted by what she's got going on, because obviously she knows what she's doing. Uh, so I'd love to get, uh, you know, your response. Uh, any other words of wisdom, Dr. Amanda, that you could add to our to our um, um, to our audience? Wow. You know, it's, it, this is a, you, it, it's an interesting audience because often I'm talking to people who are startup entrepreneurs and I know your audience is, is much more in the game already fully. I want people to remember in this takeaway, like I want you to question in the morning, am I doing what brings me joy? And if you're not do a drop ad list, like, you know, on the drop side, write down everything you hate doing. And you either need to drop automate or delegate that activity. Anything that's a have to, anything that's a should, anything that you're like, oh, I dread this. I want you to drop automate or delegate that. And then on the ad list, write the things that you love, love, love doing, because that's going to start giving you an indication of your zone of genius and your ability to make easy money lives in your zone of genius. You want to be doing everything that you, that you're building right now. I want you to build toward, is this in my zone of genius? And I want to enhance that year after year to where I can live a hundred percent in my zone of genius. And the only way to do that is to be conscious and clear about what you're creating. Go like, do I enjoy what I'm creating? How can I enjoy it more? So wake up every morning and go, what brings me the most joy today? If it doesn't bring me joy, I'm going to drop automate or delegate it. And if it brings me joy, I'm going to do more of it. And that's going to expand and grow. That's going to attract more money my way more easily. And then you get to have a life you love. There you have it. I love that. I love what you just said that that is incredible. And and guys, my audience, that is just remarkable what Dr. Mann has been able to bring in a ton of value. And, and obviously, you know, she obviously knows where she's going. She knows what she's been able to do. But obviously what you say, delegate, drop or what? Automate automate. Love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you just bringing such a remarkable value. And that is nfamoney.com. Is that correct? Yep. 
Awesome. Thanks so much, Dr. Amanda. I appreciate your You're time. so welcome. Thanks for having me on.